Disclaimer, the following Boundless Pub Trap episode contains strong opinions that some listeners may and will find offensive. If you cannot accept or respect others with a differing opinion from yours, then fuck off. Now y'all ain't playing no fucking these chickens, are you? Picture it. Sicily, 1920. Aren't we fucking funny? Streaming from the Midwest, right in the middle of the U.S. From Omaha, Nebraska, you're listening to the Boundless Pod Trap, your entertainment podcast where we touch on all topics, from the crazy and absurd to the sacred and profane, and even the useless and unnecessary. The Boundless Pod Trap knows no bounds. And now, here are your hosts. You gotta unmute us to let us come in. Oh wait, we are unmuted. Here it is. Hello everyone, welcome to the Boundless Pod Trap. Man, episode number 13. That's unlucky, isn't it? It's pretty unlucky, but we are... We're gonna try to play this one safe. We're gonna... We are playing this one safe tonight. We just had Friday the 13th. Too. We did. We did. This is the safe episode. This is. The this soft is, as fuck episode. This is. S-A-F-E. But, but before we get into the episode, how are you guys doing tonight? I'm doing good. I um, just got introduced back to Hall's Fruit Breezers and I yeah. forgot how good they were. Yeah, they, they, they suck for actually their purpose. No, you are supposed to suck on them. <laughs> so if you hear s- you hear suckling noises, that's all of us because we have one in our Yeah, mind. I mean it's it really does nothing, but it tastes good. Yeah. It gives you the false sensation that your throat will feel better. <laughs> um I remember I got put down in the military for having charms as they are. They're they're pretty much like these like little lifesavers. When I was oh, in, yeah. I when I was in boot camp, you're not supposed to have a what they call it like propaganda or what is it called i forget the word anyways you can't have anything on you so uh they checked my hat and all that and i had it stuffed into my underwear and um i'm like man i should have you know i shouldn't have been honest and and put it into my hat and stuff like that because you're supposed to put your stuff on the on the ground and then everything that's in your pockets in your hat and then they search you and if they think you got something it's in your ass well no they're in your ass not the, the charms weren't in my ass but um so yeah, I, I, riveting stuff. I've you know. never seen such a blank stare on your face before, Lonnie. Rivet- <laughs> listening to that, riveting stuff. No, I mean, I, I don't. Not, I, I mean, don't doubt it. I watched this fucking YouTube clip once called "The Black Friday." It was it was a Marines like boot camp video, and fuck, it was it was super fucked up. They had to like hold this piece of paper out in front of them. I don't know if it was their enlistment papers or what. But for like 15 hours or something completely unrealistic time, and if they like their arms started hurting and they dropped them, like four like sergeants or whatever they were would come out and just fucking destroy them mentally and physically because they're like, it's just a piece of paper just because they couldn't. Hold it up, but That's like after, you after try like holding the, your your arms out straight, solid for X amount of hours. After the three minute mark, you want to drop, right? I couldn't survive boot camp. I mean, I barely survived band yes, camp. Yes, you can. <laughs> this, these, I guess, after I got out, 
um, they start it like this, this red card or green card type of thing. It's pretty much like I'm feeling very stressed. It's a stress card, pretty much. Of course they did. Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, if, if it's too much pressure, you can stop and go and to your have your parents call. Is if, that the participation trophy of the army? Um, I, I think it's. I don't know where if the army adapted it from like the other because I mean. Everybody knows how the ranking goes. Right. Got the Air Force, Navy, Army, then Marines, but... And then the Canadian uh, Green Berets. Those two. A? What? A? A. You don't fuck with those guys. Like, there's two mean men in Canada. They are the the Green Berets of Canada. They just got fucked over one too many times at Tim Hortons. And they're like, rah! Hey, Mountie. The Mountie. I was just going to bring up the Mountie from WWF. That was I'm the Mountie. I'm the Mountie. Um, Brendan Fraser's. So we got, we, we've got a, <laughs> we got Thanksgiving coming up this Thursday. Are you guys doing Thanksgiving. anything? No, because I, I don't want to die of Corona. That's true. But that's what you're supposed to do. And I don't like my family enough to go sit with them. Like, I want to survive more than I want to argue with my parents about fucking politics and like potentially dying of a pandemic. Now the government's saying that we're not supposed to go and give diseases to people on Thanksgiving Day. Well, you're <laughs> supposed to wear a mask in your own house too. The only time you take it off is when you're eating. Now I think that might be a little too. If, if you're having people over other people, yeah, maybe. But right. like with uh, me, it's just gonna. Normally, it's my whole family, like cousins, aunts, uncles, type things like that. I think there's like. Usually like thirty of us at, or so at this my God, cousin's house. Fucking humble brag over but, here. But uh, yeah, this year we're not doing that. Um, it's just going to be my mom, sisters, niece, nephews, brother-in-law. I think and my one aunt might be uh, uh, celebrating. But yeah, it's um my my actual one of my cousins actually tested positive for COVID. Jesus. Uh, I think did they study? I think he said that he got it at the on like a. a church thing of course and, they did. that's usually and, where you get it yeah but uh he's it's actually his house that we would normally have oh yeah at, no fuck luckily that. we had ground zero we had canceled it before that so yeah it's a uh, scary stuff you know i you know what i love about covid i think the most it's a great excuse where you don't have to say no i'm not gonna go because i don't like you now you can just be like ah covid <laughs> yeah I, I i really you know Aside from this, uh, going to the grocery store, going to work, um, and making movies. Right. Mean, Speaking of making anymore. movies, we made a movie this weekend. We did. Uh, principal photography, we got done on Saturday. Yeah. That was a very smooth um, shoot. A little too smooth. Well, that's what happens, <laughs> you know, when everybody's on point. You're right. That it, was great cast, great crew. Always ahead of schedule, which is rare on a right. uh, movie set. I was awesome. You did great. You did. You did. <laughs> you showed up early. You were the only one. Was it early? You Earlier the, than I said. You were the only one brave enough to stand on the top of the ladder. So, good on you. That's where I... I mean, I don't know live. if you were shitting your pants or not. I wouldn't have fucking do it. I had a muscle cramp. Did you? Yeah. Well, that's... You were the only one who would have got that, too, because I don't have muscles. So, I'm going to have to give you a, a cinematography uh, credit. cinematographer credit. Yeah. So. And the you. pay that comes with it. No sure. Way. Sure. Yeah. I'll give you Sir. exactly what I gave the other cinematographer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Pat on the back. But, no, it was great. Yeah. The, it was. Uh, the, the crew did great. The cast. Oh, God. The cast. K- 
can't say enough about Vernon Wheeler and Kate Pryor. Yeah. No, and that's, uh, like I said, it's rare to be ahead of schedule the whole time right. and to get everything. And I, I, I was watching the footage, and, man, it, it looks great. Um, Best drama we've ever shot. Winky face. Only drama I've ever shot. This <laughs> is <laughs> all, all thanks to Sir Lonnie. Yeah. This is his baby. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, and I've had, and I'm not patting my, myself on the back here, but I've had stories published. I've had, you know, all that. But there I've, you go, you opened it up. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, and I have a giant penis, but I've never, it's it's a different story seeing your work come to come to film, and, like, I think anybody could have done it, anyone could have acted in it, and it, I would have been... I would have been super happy, but to have Jeremy directing it and having Vernon and Kate bringing those characters to life, I couldn't ask for a better situation. And I'm, I'm sorry that we couldn't cast the uh, original person you had in mind for the male part of James, uh, Bill Cosby. We tried, but we tried, but <laughs> I think he's a little preoccupied with some things right now. Yeah, he's a little tied up. So, but. Yeah. Yeah, that that was a uh, it was great. We now have uh, two feature art feature, two short films um, completed. Yeah, uh, at least filmed for shorty films. Both, both um, in post production. I have taken on the task of editing our first one, and for those of you that don't know, I'm editing is not my strong suit. Strong suit. Video editing video. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I've I've practiced enough. It's the editing the audio. That has been the challenge, and I've watched some videos, and I've been practicing. And I mean, you guys, you guys have seen clips of like the first. I've got about like the first ten minutes of the first one. I've seen some edited. videos you've edited. You yeah. Just throw some music. Oh over. yeah, <laughs> and those videos have helped me get to where I'm at today. I just yeah. So there was no porn in any of those videos, but there was lots of nakedness. Justin's ass. Thank you. And Justin with a sock on his pee pee. I, you know, that sock, though, I'm still irritated the, about the, the double fork tongue sock. That was weird. I thought he had a mitten on. They're called <laughs> Tabby socks. They're, they're ninja socks. Of course they are. Technically a you know, kitten mitten. If you guys want to learn interesting things, hang out with Justin because some of the things <laughs> yeah. he brings to the table, I'm like, what the fuck is this? So for, for Halloween, quick little story. For Halloween, uh, we spend a lot of our time, uh, our Thursday nights, we go... With a, a local actor, his name is Charles Martin, and he's never going to hear this, so um, he doesn't listen to us like a lot of people don't. But um, we go over to his house and we watch movies. Well, for for October, we decided we were going to watch horror movies, and uh, I brought a movie which 95% was percent horror. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See this fucker. I brought a movie which is classified horror. Jeremy threw a stink fit. That it wasn't horror. Fucking Justin here brings a kung fu movie. That was horror. That that was ninety five percent kung fu. No, his was a whatever. Of, of whatever. Yours is a freaking. It had gore in it, but it was like an action movie. I, I wouldn't action. There was no plus, fighting in the movie. Plus, it's had it's fucking kung fu. Plus, it has uh, Vince Vaughn, and Vince Vaughn is not a horror actor. So, and I'm not saying your movie wasn't good it was great but it wasn't along the lines of what i had said like october we're gonna watch horror movies like i meant like zombies or jason Voorhees, freddy krueger not a guy that went to jail and just 
breaks people's bones <laughs> and there's nothing ghostly about what it. What about Maniac Cop? Like, that was literally a cop who killed people. Well, you notice we didn't watch that, so we're, we're you good. It, uh, anyway. You got it slated for next year. Yeah. Okay. So are you boys ready to go on to the softest fuck episode? I think so. I can smell the potpourri. It's there is actually a smell scented. of something in here, fruitiness. It's it's summer spring raspberry. Yeah, is that what that but is? It's yeah, winter. I don't know. It's it's on there. What's that top one say? No, the the box, the smell thing. No, 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 the candle thingies. This is taking Whatever. way too long for us to find out what the scent is in here. Yeah. I don't give a shit if it's summer breeze, it's winter over the fart. rainbow, over the rainbow, better homes and garden. Yeah. Oh. Fellas, before we get started on our super soft episode, I need you guys to do something for me real quick. Again? My jaw still hurts. I have a couple of envelopes here. Hmm. And one is labeled one and one is labeled two. This checks out. Now, I don't know. Well, I know what's in the envelopes, but I don't know what is in one or two. You guys have to agree on an envelope. Two, because it's a poop. Poop mm-hmm. is number two. And that is sometimes soft. Yeah. Poop is sometimes soft. So you guys want to go with number two? Let's do a soft oh. stool. Okay, so you positive. I can open up one. I like two. I think he should open up one that is two. You want me? Okay. One envelope that okay. is two. So I w- I'm opening up envelope. Two. Not that one. This is just two? Okay. I was just fucking with you. <laughs> You're opening it like uh, Johnny Carson. Yeah. And the winner is... And he did the great Karnak. I don't... Twist, twist. Oh, yeah. Twist, motherfucker. Hmm. So go ahead and pull that paper off that board there. I feel like both of them said twist, motherfucker. Nope. Is he gonna... Oh, oh, oh. That's how I would have done it if I wanted to just go one way. Super soft... Oh, we're not gonna do the... Oh. So go ahead and pull that paper off there for me, friends. So I'm basically going to be quiet for the majority of this because I don't know any of that shit. So I revealed the paper, and it's uh, titled Super Dark. This is a Super Dark episode? This is a Super Dark episode. I commend you. You did pretty much two podcasts, you know, study for... (laughs) I did. I did. For nothing. Two congruent episodes. That kind of pisses me off because I... Did all this research today for the Super Soft episode. And well, that we just had bad luck down, right after Friday now that's the 13th. Down the garbage. No, you're just keeping it. I'm doing that one. I next one. Oh. Well, I can already tell you that the game I'm going to lose. And No, you won't. It's super easy. All right. So we're, we're going to kick this off then. Super dark episode. We're not going soft. We're getting hard. <laughs> Wait. Sorry. I'm getting Get ahead it. of myself. Getting. Getting ahead of myself. <laughs> So yes, super dark episode. I took the complete opposite of everything in my super soft episode, and I turned it dark. But we're still reviewing Homeward Bound. (laughs) (laughs) I did watch that, and that movie, I forgot how much fucking animal cruelty there is in fucking Homeward Bound. Yeah, um, are we reviewing that? (laughs) I guess there was 27 kittens that died, supposedly died. Remember the animal rights activists were trying to shut that movie down? And, like, 
Yeah. They didn't do a good job of it. Yeah, not so much. 29 Sassy, Sass, is that her name? Sassy? Sassy, yeah. Side. Uh, I don't know about 29. Was that what you? I thought that's what you just said. I said 27 kittens. Oh. I, I guess Sassy was played by 10 different kittens, and... Uh, and the other ones on the side just died from sassy. Well, both of the dogs are played by four different dogs, but I guess it's hard to get a. And they all sounded like Michael J. Fox. That's weird. <laughs> it's hard to get a, uh, a, a cat kitty to do what you want. Okay. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get dark. All right. Anyway, first segment of the night is what are your guys' favorite demon possession movies or stories? I know we had this discussion because we watched what was that fucking movie that we all watched? Um, oh fuck, Rigor Mortis. No, it's about the the cleansing hour. Oh, the cleansing. Oh, yeah. And we all had very different opinions on the cleansing hour on scales of how we thought about it. And you gave it a ten out of ten. I did, which boggles my mind because it was a, a five at best. What? I think the way that they rode the suspense. And the actors wrote the suspense. Yeah. She was fucking possessed within the first twenty minutes. Yeah, but like the way, you know, well, That's they kept not it up. Suspense. It was a reveal after it was, reveal. They, after did, they reveal. kept nothing up. It was a oh yeah, this is what this movie is about. Ten minutes later, she's fucking possessed. That's not keeping anything up. That's yeah. a well. I mean, here's the, the plot of the movie: shitty demon possession. And then at the the final ending, whoo, that's what Jeremy hated the worst because of the CGI. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm more, I lean more towards like Lonnie's end of the spectrum with, I, I definitely wouldn't give it a 10. Lonnie's I'd, not on the spectrum. I'd give it, I'd <laughs> give it more of a five or six. Um, it was, I don't know. It was different, but I thought it was forced. Um, like trying to make it edgy to fit today's times with social media and stuff. My biggest gripe of, that I didn't like about the movie was when they would do the cutaways to all the people that were watching the live stream. And it's like, Every time they do that, they'd have to add humor. I'm like, why would you build up this suspense and all this stuff and only to have it taken away by an ill-timed joke that wasn't even written bad or great? And it was, yeah. Because it was, it's easier to build it back up instead of topping but do you, the suspense why, you build. Why would you tear it down to build it back up? Right. And, it should just start good and end good. Like... Demonic possession movies have to start at a pace that's going to hold your attention the whole time. Like, if you look at the godfather of exorcism movies, The Exorcist, it starts at a pace, and it keeps that pace but slowly builds the whole time. Like, if you notice, Reagan's possessed within the first, what, 30 minutes, but doesn't build till Pazuzu. I would say that's my biggest gripe with The Exorcist. That would be my favorite possession movie though because it was the only movie that scared me but my biggest gripe with that is it took so long to get there yeah like the slow it was such a slow build and i'm like man there's like so much of this that could have just been cut out right the animal rights activists were trying to get that movie <laughs> Shut <laughs> the <down>. same ones <laughs> same ones from over <laughs> well the thing about what a lot of people don't realize about the exorcist is that wasn't what you think it was about. Like, that movie is actually... A love story. <laughs> fuck you. It, it, <laughs> well, almost in essence, you're not wrong. That was a, the movie was a fight between uh, Pazuzu and... Uh, Father O'Malley. Yeah. Like, it was his <laughs> endless fight against Pazuzu. Like, because it starts in Israel, or Iran, and ramps up from there. That, that part at the beginning you think is worthless... 
is so crucial to the whole movie. Like all the stuff happening with Karis and Reagan is pretty much throwaway crap. It's just watching Reagan evolve into her Super Saiyan form. But the movie is in essence about O'Malley and Pazuzu. What's I don't it? think it was O'Malley. Was it O'Malley? I was just saying O'Malley. Oh, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that movie, like, you can't shoot a movie like that nowadays, like, with how they did things, because that part where Reagan was, like, actually... By the wires? Like, flipping oh, yeah. up and down. She, like, actually broke her back. Yeah, she Linda, did, yeah. Linda, Bla- Linda Blair broke her back, and it's like... Fucked up a child actor for life. But the, the thing why because she was saying, like, those screams are real in that scene. Right. right? I mean, it's great, because it looked real, and again, it's practical stuff, but... I know. Like, I'm surprised they didn't put a stunt person in there for that part. Yeah. Even still, just moving around like that. I see some some movies that I watch, like these Thai movies and stuff. Like, those stuntmen are only there for, like, that one or two films, and then their career is over because um, they're done. What about the exorcism, exorcism of Emily Rose? So I, that was based on a true event. That, see, that's a fucked up one. Like, it, it's just BS. It was. It's pretty much... The true event was uh, pretty much child abuse. Yeah, it was the the starvation of uh. of a child who had well, obvious, not only that, but just obvious mental right. mental defects, and they didn't know how to treat it or, or, or uh, distinguish what is you know the fact from the whatever. I saw that movie when it first came out, and I don't remember much about it. It's got a Jennifer Carpenter in there from one of the movies we just watched with Vince Vaughn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it, and that was great. Like, the movie itself was fantastic, the way they shot it, half in the courtroom, and then the 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 evidence is the the story itself. And and I, I kind of like that. It kind of gave it a surrealism, taking you out of the moment. It kind of made it feel real, but then it's... But Carpenter had an ability to do that, because she was in the American version of... Uh, Quarantine, right. the record. record, yeah, wreck. I there was that part where she was just like jumping up and down on her knees, like oh, well, had jumping suck. up and then landing her knees onto the ground, and I was like, ow, ow! Like you remember when we were younger and we used to just like flop down in front of the TV on our knees? It's like nowadays, it's like can't do that. Oh, <laughs> I can't even bend over to tie my shoes without making like weird noises and stuff. You think I'm gonna jump down on my knees? Get out of here! Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of like possess- other possession movies. Um, I don't know. Is this Either I haven't really seen many of them. I'm not movies? a big fan of them, but it could whatever, be stories but. as well. Yeah. Um, this doesn't necessarily go into the like the full horror, but the concept is amazing. There's a a uh, I've known him from like a YouTuber, but he created a comic book called Demon, and like he's pretty much a demon, and it's a bloodline type of thing. Um. It's kind of cool. Like, it starts off, the guy goes into this hotel, and he's trying to be, you know, conscientious of, like, the people he's going to clean up. So he shoots himself, and then he wakes up in a bed. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, I just, you know, and then he goes into the bathroom and hangs himself. Then he wakes up into the bed and wakes up again. And then, like, um, after a few suicides, he looks into the mirror, and, like, he doesn't see himself. He sees a different person. And the concept pretty much is is every time he dies, his body goes into the next closest body. So there was a part where he gets uh, taken in and arrested, and he kills himself and becomes like a 
cellmate with an open, you know, cell. And you know, it, it's a it's a fast paced comic, but it's really cool. Yeah. If you're a fan of uh, the Supernatural franchise, a good chunk of that whole franchise is based on possession. Just different different people being possessed by lower level demons and higher level demons. And they take a lot of a lot of substance from actual mythology and actual demonology. And it's the the concept is there and the 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 work is done, but they really don't take any actual steps to verify it. They're just like, oh cool, this is a demon's name. Let's do that. So I mean it's there but it's not there. But it's still cool. Cool show. I dig it. Ending this year after 15 seasons. I got, I got to catch up. I'm probably like seven seasons in. So there was, I believe it was the show 2020. This would have been back in the early 90s. But I remember they did a episode on exorcisms. And they actually um, went to this girl that was supposedly possessed by the demon and they had a camera crew go when they were trying to perform the exorcism. And I remember that thing being the creepiest thing I ever saw as a kid. Like, it, it haunted me. And I've looked to try to to find that on YouTube or anywhere online, and I cannot find it. But Isn't that that TV show hosted by the old Superman from Clark Kent called Factor Fiction? The no. fuck are you talking this about? Been, this would have been 2020 or something <laughs> back, like I said, in the early 90s. Like... 91, 92, maybe. It's not 2020. But it was like they actually had like this girl sitting there and like she would, her voice would change into like this deep satanic voice. And man, like it was just creepy as shit. And, you know, I wonder if it doesn't exist and I can't find it because A, I don't, maybe it wasn't 2020 or B, they found out it was bullshit. So they had to like uh, scrap it. And and that's great because that kind of leads me into our second topic. Exactly why I said it. <laughs> that leads us into: Do you believe in exorcisms, or is that something that you think the the Catholic Church or Catholicism in itself is pushing on people? Because, and we'll get into this later. Um, it it's just Satanism in general. Do you think exorcisms are another way of religion? to push the idea of Satan onto people? Uh, I think it's more of a, a push. I mean, one of their biggest tools, uh, one of religion's biggest tools is fear. Yeah, because so. they don't, a lot of cases you can look at and see that something that could easily be viewed as like a mental disability or psychosis or most, an emotional breakdown, yeah, most they stories verify are, as a demon possession and they need an exorcism. Yeah, most stories I know of, like people giving um, possessed, is pretty much from the religious, you know, viewpoint. I guess. Well, of course, yeah. It's like Exor- I don't know any atheists or anybody who's been possessed. Well, and and the the thing with possessions are, and exorcisms. I'm sure non-religious people know the rights to an exorcism, but most people who have the right to exorcise people are from the higher levels of the Catholic Church. They have to be they have to go through courses and they have to be higher up right. in the echelons of Let's go in that unison church. on three. We're all gonna say the Lord's prayer. I don't Ready? know what that is. <laughs> this isn't gonna help us then. Aren't you Buddhist? 
Um, depends. Sometimes. <laughs> that statue in your front yard, that giant statue says otherwise. Or he could really just like fat men. That's true. That's why, that could be why we get along so well. <laughs> just saying. You could. You should covet me more. But rub your belly for good luck. We're not bald, though. Um, Our producer is. <laughs> sometimes. But no. Like, do you believe exorcism is real, though? I don't necessarily believe that, which is weird. Because I believe, I believe in ghosts. I believe in paranormal activity type stuff, but... I don't know that I fully believe in possessions. Um, I don't know. I don't think there's been any really, any real solid evidence of an actual possession. I think the only possession that I kind of believe in, if you want to call it possession, is more manipulation and or symbiotic possession, which are, you know, like insects kind of like take over, like little symbiotes kind of take over like ants and control them to do things. That's kind of a form of possession, but as far as like uh, demonic possession, I don't think we actually have any proof of anything. I think that's the, I think that's what people want to cling to because it's a culture they grew up in. It's like, I don't have any other um, evidence for anything else, so it has to be this. So they're just reverting to it instead of, you know, they want to slap a label to it. It's not a bad explanation. Now, going off something you said about you believing in ghosts, what would you, if you don't believe in the demonic side of things, what would you classify a ghost then? I don't know. I, I really don't. I, I've never really studied up on it, but... Why are they always I've, pissed off, though? I've had... <laughs> Stop slapping um, cabinets. I don't... I've had a lot of experiences, and I've never really had any that were, like, threatening. And like I felt like they were coming after me or anything like that, but I don't know. I I, I do believe that there's, I, I think that there's um, you know, people that have died and are going to the afterlife or whatever. I I, I do believe that those that have unfinished business are kind of kept here, okay. and that they they have to to figure things out before they can or set things right or figure things out before they can pass on, um, and That's, that's Usually, like, sorry, that's usually like the legend too. It's like, what was that one with the with the, the little kids and stuff with the uh, Tom Cruise's ex wife? Which one? Uh, <laughs> Katie Holmes. Not that one. Nicole Kidman. Yeah, Kidman. Sorry, I was about to say that one. But it's like all these they they haven't figured out their their shit after what a hundred two hundred years. It's like you guys aren't even trying. Figure it out. Well, and sorry. and that goes in with the thing that a lot of ghosts could not realize they're dead. Like, they, they could sure. just be living their regular lives. Ask Bruce Willis. Yeah. You think you're just phasing through walls? Like, that's real? Like, that's... The scariest thing about that movie was Bruce Willis's hairpiece. So, like, one thing I... We've talked about this before, not on the podcast. At least I don't think so. Um, but eleven eleven. Yeah. I see that pretty much every single day of my life for the last... 15 years or so. It's been 10 plus years, maybe 12 years, 15 years. What does um, it mean? It usually means. There's a lot. It usually means for me, uh, 41 more minutes until lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> Fucker. So there's a lot of things out there about 11-11 and one eleven. A lot of people think it's like good luck. You're like, make a wish. No, I don't believe that. I believe that what something I've read was that when you see 11-11, and not like just once, like repeatedly, like I do. 
and I'm not talking to to where you look at the clock and it's 11.09. You look back, it's 11.09. You look back again, it's 11.10. Then you look back and it's 11.09. I'm, I'm talking about you're so wrapped up in your life and you just randomly are like, oh, I got to check to see what time it is. Boom. It's 11.11, which, like I said, almost every single day of my life. So if you see that consistently, you're supposed to, it, it, it's the people that are trapped in the netherworld that have died, but they have not yet passed on to the afterlife. And they, they are trying to communicate with you because there's something about you that you can help them. Um, and you're supposed to ask what it is you can do to help them. And they will communicate with you in some way, shape or form, whether it's through a dream or some, an object or whatever, and you're just going to know. Um, and so I started seeing this back in about probably 2007, time frame so about 13 years ago and i had asked once i i read into it and not, i don't know that i really had them come to me in a dream or whatever but you know that was at the time when i was really getting into filmmaking and i thought shit maybe that's it maybe i need to make a movie about this to help get other people educated about it and I had thought to myself, I wonder when November 11th, 2011 would be, because that'd be 11, 11, 11. And this is back when movies would come out on Fridays. November 11th, 2011 was a Friday. Friday, um, Friday. Yeah. So I had thought to myself, this is it. I need to write the script. I need to make this happen. Obviously, that didn't happen. but um, And they're probably pissed about that, because here it is 13 years later and I'm still and they've been procrastinating about haunting you ever since man I mean it's crazy and so that's that's kind of like how I feel and like it's it's crazy because I I literally see those those numbers almost every single day and I remember once I worked at the grocery store fairway okay and our carts were numbered and we had a cart that was 111 that cart would haunt me like I would see it I turn <laughs> the corner to go in the back stock room there it was <gasps> just sitting there, nothing in it. So I'd take it up front and I'd put it in the middle of all these carts. Cause I'm like, all right, it's going to be here for a while. Like an hour later, <gasps> it's in the back again. There was one time when I opened the produce cooler after I literally almost just walked it up there probably like an hour ago. And it's in the freaking cooler, the produce cooler, just staring at me and open the door. And I'm like, I'm about to burn this cart because it is literally haunting me. And nobody knew at the time. Nobody that I worked with was like, I told, didn't tell them about that. So it wasn't like somebody was fucking with me. Hey, open that door. <laughs> <laughs> I would shit. <laughs> you would hear me scream so high pitched. Here's your birthday. We got There's you a, a shopping cart. I forget what the name of the effect is, but like, it's something about when you're more aware of something and it's kind of like your, your brain is automatically looking for it. It's like, oh, I, I just, you know, am looking for like a new car and, you know, I kind of like this and this, and then now when I'm driving, I see that car everywhere. Yeah. 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 I could definitely see that because I see a lot more Mini Coopers now that I'm driving one and hate it. You hate the Cooper. Do you yeah. feel like you should have like three red balls spinning around you like Mario Kart? Oh, I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> like, let's see where this goes. Why Tossing it? out banana peels. <laughs> I hate. We all have small cars, but. Yeah, it's sad. I have the biggest car, and I have a Ford Focus. You too. <laughs> I drive a party. Fiesta. Arriba. I so, know what you're doing. Hmm? You know who else drives a Fiesta? Uh, I'll give you one guess. Who? 
He's on his third Fiesta. That's Jeez. the only car that he's drove his whole life. It's because he flipped his last one. With his hands. <laughs> he gets like 300,000 miles on it and then go trade it in for a new Fiesta. The best thing I like about our type of cars is we usually always have a parking spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but the, you know, the worst thing about our fucking cars, we're always... Everything? We're always between two bigger cars, so you can never see it in a fucking parking lot. Yeah. So you're like, where's our car? Fuck. I, I don't know if you guys are like me, but when I pull into a parking spot between two cars, you know, you with, with my car, out. you can like, if you pull all the way forward, I mean, there's still like a good, like six foot gap between the end of the parking spot and the back of your car. I don't pull in all the way. Cause my fear is that somebody's going to be coming up. Oh, there's an empty parking spot and zoom and then <coughs> slam on their brakes and smash into the back of my car. So I always park with my ass a little bit farther out. Just like in real life, shake that booty possessions. So back to <laughs> get a car to pos- So pretty much what you're saying about your whole film thing is, um, uh, you got unfinished business to do, so you don't want to be ghost. So you got to do that now. The movie? Yeah, sure. I can't because somebody already came out with an eleven eleven yeah, movie, and, and it, it was, was fucking it was, terrible. It was, and it was basically the same concept. I mean, I would have done a, I would have made it a lot better, but it was along the lines of then do the three o'clock one. That that's can be overdone. <laughs> yeah, that's the witching hour, the the devil's hour. That's we'll leave that up to Lonnie, since he worships the devil. Do you want to? We'll get there. This podcast is going to last till three o'clock in the morning, so let's see if we see any demons. Paco, Paco, let me. <laughs> well, speaking of ghosts, you kind of went into our next topic, the ghost, and Jeremy. Obviously, from from what you said, you believe in ghosts. There's no question about that at all. One hundred percent. Justin, do you believe in ghosts? Not so much. Get the fuck out of my face! <sighs> fuck! You always got to be different. You son of a bitch! I'm sorry. It's just I I I feel like most things can be explained. Aren't you Buddhist? Isn't your whole religion based on ghosts? No, I said that because it's scripted. See, it says right here. No, I mean, well, I guess when I it sent comes you to guys the transcripts that's yeah. like twenty minutes ago when we started. Does it when sound it like to, I'm reading? There's a lot of like misconceptions. That's am I using the right word there? Misconceptions. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, depends on like, what the next part of your sentence is. When it that comes makes to sense or not. contraception. That's yeah, that's it. Miscontraceptions. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want any of those. Uh, prophylactics. Sorry. See, <laughs> allow me to ejaculate myself a little bit more. <laughs> See, <laughs> no. Um, I guess, like, when it comes to, to like, Buddhism, <laughs> I mean, like, a lot of people believe in, like, reincarnation. I find the idea fascinating, but I don't have, like, a... Uh, that has fucking nothing to do with the question I asked you. Yeah, but you're talking about ghosts and stuff, and it's not necessarily ghosts, you know. Um, Go on. So what yeah. makes you not believe in ghosts? I feel like most stories actually have um, a you, logical reason. How do you explain orbs and pictures? <laughs> They're not dust particles. Do you have any ghost stories you want to tell us? I have <laughs> um, a bullshit one. <laughs> you don't have any real ghost stories? I don't know if it was real. Well, actually, we, we know it's not real. Huh? So we snuck into this place. It's kind of like a little castle. Um, it's not a real castle. It's kind of like a mini castle up Eureka's the street from where... castle? No. Which was on my topic for today. That was mine too. It's right there. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, one of the people, one of the girls we were with, she had like a zip-up hoodie type of thing. Okay. And she said when we were going up like these these circling staircases, 
she says she felt somebody push her. And Did you push her? No. But suppose her story has changed, and I was there when it happened. But I've I've heard her recount her story, and it seems to get different every single time. I'm like, nobody pushed you, and no, you know, she's like, uh, when I when we got down and um. You know, she unzipped her her hoodie and stuff, and like she was probably wearing like a spaghetti strap or something that showed like her chest. Nice. And she's like, there was a marking that was on her chest, and then that story became there was a handprint that was on her chest, and then that story became there was like a bloody handprint that was on her chest. I'm like, no, none of that happened. Then, then it turned into Bill Cosby's yeah. hand was on her <laughs> chest. I can't. No, that's Fred Durst. <laughs> it was really good though. Yeah. Um, so that was probably. What would have been the one of the most scariest things? It just it depends on if I'm telling it or if she's telling it. There's one story that I would tell, but I, I don't, I don't share this story often. I only share it with people that I actually care about. So, uh, not that I don't care about our listeners, but I'm not going to tell that one because it's uh, someday maybe. But right now, I don't don't feel like uh, telling that story because it's it's very personal. Are you going to cry? Tell it like Justin told it and be like. My friend had a ghost handprint on her chest, but she didn't. <laughs> um, I will. Like my, my buddies and I, we used to go ghost hunting. This was after Sweet. after high school. Um, of course, we wouldn't do that now because they were were older and they all have families, and I'm still the same as I was in high school. No girlfriend, no wife, kids. You're, you're homeless. No. Uh, but uh, we would go ghost hunting at cemeteries, and um, you know, this was back before the technology of iPhones and stuff like that. So we were old school. We had the tape recorders, you know, like you see in the Saw movies that he leaves for his victims to play or listen to. We'd take those and we'd get disposable cameras and whatnot. We'd go to cemeteries He's at night. Old school. Yeah, I'm telling you. Um, you know, we did a lot of research and stuff on it. And, uh, you know, sometimes we've, we were told that, you know, it's not always the best to have your recorder with you. You should go to this place where you feel there's activity, ask it some questions and then leave and leave it there. And a lot of times that's when the spirit will manifest and, and switch talk. out the tape. Yes. And switch Fucking out the tape. spirits. I hate that. Um, so right. we were at uh, Graceland cemetery on 50th and L in the middle of the night. And so my buddy left his, he asked some questions and he left it by some, uh, headstones and stuff sounds like the end of Mannheim steamrollers uh <laughs> christmas song thing uh and so my tape recorder i kept with us um because it, it was fun and it was fun to listen to that stuff so when we we uh we got back or we got done we were in the car um we were listening to the tape recorder and it was actually on my tape recorder that was with us the whole time there were, i remember there was this little headstone and it had 1919 for the date on it. And I have just said, because it was such a small headstone, I'm like, is there a little kid down there? And of course you don't hear anything when you're there. And we were those kind of people like on the, the ghost taps team where they try to debunk everything. Absolutely. Yeah. If we heard somebody sneeze off in the distance or we heard like some kind of horn or whatever, we would say uh, just for the record that that noise you just heard was this. And we weren't trying to become famous or anything. We just wanted to catch ghosts on, on stuff. Um, but after I say, is there a little kid down there? We're all in the car and I'm listening to it. And clear as day, after I say, is there a little kid down there? You hear a voice go, help. And we all, like my buddy that was sitting next to me, he like looked at me and I looked and I rewound it. And then I'm telling everybody in the car, I'm like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. And we listened to it. And 
as we played it again, it said, help me. All of our eyes started to water like uncontrollably at the same time. Um, and then another time was we went to a cemetery where my uh, buddy's grandma was buried at. And so a life or this guy can never be serious. He's always got a joke. No, he doesn't believe a serious in anything, question. but a fat bald guy. Uh, and I'm not talking I about could. a producer. <laughs> um, so he's, he's talking, having a conversation or asking questions to his grandma. I shouldn't say having a conversation with her. And again, nothing. But when we listen it back as he's talking to her, you hear music in the background from like those, um, those first record, I, I mono, Monofo, whatever they're like called. the tubes? Yeah, they had the big tube coming out of it, and it was playing like some like, like old school 20s style music. And, you know, when I heard it and I, I played it back for him, he said that was basically when he would go to her house when he was a little kid, those were the memories he had was that that kind of music was playing. And so, you know, again, we would have heard that music if we were there and we would have said something. How do you explain something like that? And I'm, I'm, I'm posing this question to you, Justin, because, yeah, don't you dare hit any sound effect. <laughs> Keeping in mind that this is somebody's loved one who has passed on. How do you explain that? So, sorry. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder about this guy. The tape was switched. That's, that's, uh... How the fuck do you switch a tape out? Uh, well, you open it, you press eject. And you magically get all of his conversation that was on the tape that they supposedly took out? It's like backmasking. That's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. With a cheap mini cassette tape. You put a piece of tape over the top part. <laughs> little holes. <laughs> no. You can't so. explain that. You cannot explain something like that. That's Maybe just, and it's not our imagination because I literally did not say anything to him when I played it back because I wasn't going to be like, now when you ask her this question at this part right here, you're going to hear music playing. I just I just pl played it for him this whole conversation and when it got to that part he stopped and he looked and was fuck. And that's the biggest thing about ghosts and 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 the paranormal kind of stuff. It and it's not it's not trying to lead people to it. It's trying to lead people away from it. And like you said, you go to debunk things. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lot of people should be doing. It's not it's not you're not supposed to go in and be like this place is so haunted. Because that's not good yeah. for humanity. The door shut. That was a ghost. Right. Could you have been that door that was open with the wind coming through that. Right. Because who wants to go into a place and go, yeah, this place is totally haunted by my dead grandmother. Like, who wants to think their grandmother is left on this earth? Yeah. There are certain areas, I mean, that, that just feel haunted because, I mean, you get chills and stuff walking in, like, old homes or, right. or you know, certain structures but certain, even natural, carved, like, what do you call it? Like, the... the Hardwood stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, and, like, river flow, water damage and stuff like that, just creating yeah. different uh, avenues, you know, wind kind of right. goes through a tree natural differently, makes, elements. like, a little whistle, or, like, yeah. there's certain frequencies that kind of resonate and kind of gives you, like, a, a creepy feeling. Like, they're, like, little senses that we can't necessarily hear or pinpoint, but right. uh, they're there. We can use devices to um, locate them, I guess. Right. Um, I'm in your boat. I think 98% of the time, I don't think ghosts exist. I think there's a logical explanation for most people's 
reasoning why ghosts exist. But there's 2%. And I say this because I've been ghost hunting not seriously. Obviously, as a an 11-year-old kid, you really can't say you're a serious ghost hunter. But I have been ghost hunting since I've been 11 years old. And I'm... <sighs> And I'm 36 Eleven. years old. He said it twice. Said it twice. twice. <laughs> yeah, but no, I've been, I'm 36, and I've been hunting ghosts on and off for the 25 years. What so, do you mean hunting? Legitimately trying to find an explanation. Hunting as in killing them? If I could catch them, I would put them in a trap and put them in our containment unit. Hmm. But there's been, there's been two cases. <laughs> there's, there's been two cases. One I will, I will talk about, and one I will not talk about, and I will talk about it off the podcast. It's like Jeremy's. It's way too personal. I love everyone who listens to the podcast, and thank you very much, but it is not something I'm openly going to talk about on the podcast. Um, we have ways of making you talk. I will tell you. Gladly after the podcast, I will record it. I will even show you and insert it into the podcast. I will, I will, I will play it for you when we're off the podcast. But the one I will talk about is there was a book that came out called Iowa's Haunted Road Trip or Iowa's Haunted Location Road Trip Guide. Um, and it was this gentleman who came to the Southridge Mall in Des Moines, Iowa, and he basically he just had this book that talked about all the haunted places in Iowa. And I went to his book signing, and we talked, and we became friends. Um, and he was a pretty cool guy. He understands what he does. was kind of hit or miss to the right crowd. I think there was like seven people at his book signing. Um Just rolling in it. But yeah, basically. And it was the time of, uh, was it fucking Yahoo Messenger? Yahoo! Um, yeah. So we just, we, we chat now and then. Lycos, go get it. Yeah. We we chat now and then. And uh, I told him, I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna start going down your book list, and he's like, "Awesome! Like, let me know if you see anything cool. Send me a picture, send me a story, whatever." So we started going down that list, and every time we got to like a a city location that was like publicly owned, we would call the city sheriff or the the city council board and say, "Hey, we're doing this just to be official." Um, and we there was. It was a small town called Madrid, Iowa. It's north, a uh, little north of Des Moines, but south of Ames in that like no go area. Um, so we called the the city council and they said we need to talk to the sheriff. Well, we called the sheriff. Turns out he was a huge Ghost Hunters fan, which everybody really was in the two thousand five to two thousand eight time frame. Except it, for Justin. Except for Justin, because he's a, no fun. You you lost your no fun. Drake. I know. We went, went right down to Dustin. How's it feel, fuck face? I was enlisted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was too. He was That's... too busy actually leading a scary life. Oh. Anyway. Um, anyway, so we we called the sheriff. He was super cool. He loved everything about it. He was like, "So yeah, I know what you're talking about. A lot of people go there. Thank you for calling me. So when I'm making my rounds at night and I see people with flashlights in a cemetery, I'll know it's you guys." And I won't come and bug you. He's like, what's your license plate number? What kind of car are you driving? So if I drive by and see it, I'll just keep going. He's like, but um, the cemetery you're going to isn't anything special. He's like, if you want, there's another one. It's right outside of town. You drive through town. You make a right. and You drive a little bit out of town. And it's called Mount Hope Cemetery. It's little mom and pa. Um, it's on the right side of the road as you're driving. He's like, it's super cool. It's super creepy. 
There's only about 50 headstones there, but I've seen some shit. And I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, because I have to patrol because I'm, I'm a sheriff. And I have to patrol all of that. Okay, cool. So I don't know how many times driving out this, this county road, how many times we missed it. But we're driving, and we finally see it. We were ready to give up because every time we'd drive by it, we'd turn around come to this last gas station. We did it like three or four times, and we finally, we finally found it. We were ready to give up, and we finally found it. So the, the, Han, the, the road in this, this, uh, this graveyard was like a, a U. Um, no lights, just a bare two-track driveway kind of a thing. Um, we start driving down it. Tracy's... Tracy's driving. I'm in the passenger seat. We start to make our way, and it's super dark, like absolutely the kind of dark where you can barely see 15 feet in front of you with the headlights. So we're driving, driving, driving. We go to make the left around the horseshoe, and I swear there was something that walked out. It could have been a possum. It could have been a raccoon. It could have been anything, but something that just walked outside of the headlights like well fuck like this this place is legit so we kind of made the the turn and stopped and trace is like i ain't getting out of the fucking car this is this is if this is legit i don't want to be part of it okay i'll i'll get out of the car so the the story we were told about it is there was four headstones of this older family from the 1800s um they were the first the first headstones put in there and back in the day in the 1800s people would kind of make the cemetery their their meeting area because there really wasn't anything else to do. So, like, when the grandparents died, the family would go have picnics at the cemetery, and they would they would make a thing to involve the family. So with those being the first headstones there and everything else being newer, they were all white and oxidized like they get where you can kind of see the name, and we were supposed to look for those. So when we parked and we found them, I like oh I'm I'm gonna walk over there and see him. So I kind of I got out of the passenger door. Tracy left the headlights on, and I go walking, walking to him. And while I'm walking, there's a about a belly, like my belly height, uh, headstone. And I'm five seven for people who don't know what I am. I'm gorgeous, but I'm five seven. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Don't laugh. It's true. I'm laughing because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm kind of walking towards them, and I don't know if anyone's old enough to know what a bonnet is. But as I'm walking, I'm looking at those headstones. My eyes kind of peek up, and there's what I seen as a little girl with her hands on top of the headstone kind of peeking over. And all you can see is bonnet and eyes. So I was like, fuck this. So I turn around and go to walk back to the car. And I see Tracy's, and I, when I say white, I mean as white as translucent can be. Her hands are on the steering wheel, and I hear the car revving. And at that point, you. And at that point, I'm like, <laughs> if I don't get in this car, I am stuck here. So I go kind of getting pretty quick to the car, but I had my hand on my camera. I took a picture as I'm basically running. I'm speed walking, and I get in the car. Before I can get the car door shut, she fucking floors it. And we get out of there and make the turn. And the second we make the turn, she's sobbing, crying. And I'm like, well, I'm I'm sorry. Like, I didn't expect there actually to be things to be scared of. Wait, did she see it? Or uh, what did she see? And, and that's the thing is when we were driving, I'm trying to get out of her. I'm like, did you see it? What did you see? Did you see her? 
And it took me like four months to finally get out of her, like of constant nagging, constant nagging. What did you see? What did you see? And she's, she's carving things into her arm, well, no. writing the same thing and, on the and wall. And she's like, I, did, I seen the little girl, but that wasn't the problem. She's like, I was absolutely saddened because two rows of headstones behind the little girl, there was something else in all black, and it was coming for the little girl. Like the little girl wasn't supposed to be there and saying hi because she's just a little girl. But she was like two full rows behind. It was coming at her or at you. And she just freaked out. It's the only time she ate, she's never went before or she's never went after. Is her dad who got her? What are you doing? I don't know. And from that point on, she had never went and I really tamed down until we started doing the tours at the Old Des Moines Barracks. So do you does part of you believe that that could have been actual people there just No, absolutely not. No. No. Cuz we had our headlights on them. If they were people, we would have been able to tell. See, how do you explain that, Justin? I wasn't there. I can't really. I only go by a story here. Exactly. It's just word of mouth, but yeah. for me, in my 98% not believing it, I could not disprove it. Like I every, would have to every, go there. Needs substantial evidence. Every everything else. And I've went back there during the day and I've went back there at night. There's no reason why that should have happened, but it happened. See, I don't put too much stock into ghosts or too much, I guess, paranormal, but I still like the stories. I still let it be a scare or a fright for me. Because it's entertainment. Yeah. yeah. It's like I don't necessarily have much of a belief in like religion, but I always find like angels fascinating. That's kind of one of the, one of my earliest writing topics were usually like angels, but. Well, I got to couple more stories. Uh, this one, again, was back during our ghost hunting days. And we were at a cemetery. And the cemetery was literally on a hill that came to a point. So you enter at the bottom. You drive up the hill. And when you get to the top, I mean, there's, I don't even know how much to say the top, how long it was, how many feet wide it was. I can't go um, off of that. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we parked at the top of it. And literally between where the car was to the fence that was the end of the property line of the cemetery, I'd say it was probably about 20 feet. And then the rest of it's just all downhill, and that's where the trees and the, the gravestones, headstones were at. So we're at the cemetery at night, and we're probably about midway down the hill. Um, and we see a car with its headlights pull up, and, I mean, there's only one way into the cemetery, one gate, and it stops at the, the gate area and it's just parked there. And we were all like froze solid because we didn't know if it was a cop, if it was somebody that was going to fuck with us. And we were pretty, uh, you know, we were pretty paranoid about things anyways, because we were literally there to ghost hunt, but there was a lot of people that were doing, um, we're, we're doing drugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's easier there, to explain to people. There, there's a lot of people vandalizing cemeteries and we just didn't right. like, if we went to a cemetery and there was vandalism, We'd leave right away because it's just like automatically if we get caught there, we're going to get blamed for that. So this car like slowly starts coming into the cemetery. And so we all, we didn't want to run to the car. So we started running downhill the opposite corner of where this car was coming up. And so we're running downhill and keep in mind, we're parked at the top of the hill. We're running downhill and we come to our car somehow, some way. All of us were, like, it was dark out. We were all 
You know, you know, like when you're running and laughing and stuff like that hysterically because it's just like we we just I don't know what we found funny, but we're all just running and laughing. So like you're not your mind's not fully into anything, but we all know that we were running downhill and we somehow came to the car. So were you on the top of the hill from running downhill? We were in the middle of the hill. So there was no there the was no the we were on top of the hill. Yes. We oh. were literally right where the car Mother was at. Fr- Somebody didn't put the parking brake on. No, I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> Fuck it. I we literally and we went we went back the next day during daylight to try to figure this out because we were all baffled as to how we came across the car. Where we were at when we saw that car pull in there from the direction that we ran, there is no possible way that we could have come across the car where it was parked at because it was parked in the same exact spot where we parked it at the top of the hill at the cemetery, twenty feet from the property line. So I don't know how to explain. I mean, we really didn't come in contact with anything like a a spiritual or anything like that, but well, that seems like an easy explanation. Obviously it's dark. You're parked on all, all the way up on this Hill. So the elevation, the lack of oxygen, it allowed you to hallucinate a little bit. So boom. Where's the tangible or the, the, the fact, like it's an, it's an explanation, Yeah, but there's no, like you can't, prove that that that's the explanation see brains are stupid brains are very stupid and very smart but so when it tries my to brains aren't my brain isn't that stupid to know that no, your brain is there's very no way the side of the car that we came across tell him his brain is stupid his very his brain is very smart he does things with a with a camera and a mind that just blow my mind huh. physically and he does things with his mouth that blow my mind obviously not because he didn't have a camera there we My, did. It was a disposable one, and all we got are orbs on it, which are bugs or dust or, or whatever or light. Um, my mom, when I was when I was about fourteen or fifteen, working at this little restaurant in a little small town. My mom, I had a talk boy. Like you remember the talk boys from like a yak back. Hi no. kids, that's on my list for today. Same too. here. Hi kids, we're home early. So I had one of those, and that's what I used to record ghost hunting with. And me and this girl who lived across the the street. Um, Does Tracy know about her? <laughs> oh, she she liked vagina more than I did. Tracy? No. Oh. <laughs> I, I I hope she so. knows about Tracy. Like, nice. But no, this girl. Her name was her name was Kayla. But uh, I would work until I got off work, and then me and her would go up to the the cemetery in the little town I worked at because I worked in the kitchen. And I would have to wait till people got off drinking at two o'clock and to get a ride home from somebody. Um, that's not responsible. <laughs> Why well, to drive them home? Oh. Um, that's how I learned to drive. Funny enough, driving drunk farmers home. Same here. Yeah. But it was my parents. Um, so we would go up to the cemetery with my talk boy, and that was before we really knew how to do EVPs. So we would just turn on the talk boy and sit it and, and leave it, and then I would sit in my room, bored during the day, and I would listen to hours of blank audio. Well, one day my mom, in her instant wisdom, or her infinite wisdom, thought it would be so funny to scare the shit out of me, and she knew I would be sitting there listening to the audio. Mm. She recorded over a small section of audio just her screaming and scared the shit out of me so bad. But if you knew my mother, you would understand because she is an evil tiny woman, and I love her to death. I met her a couple times, and that makes me laugh. (laughs) But yeah, it was just nothing, 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 and then her screaming and laughing, and then back to nothing. You know that that's one thing because I I do I do take I when we did I took ghost hunting seriously because and I and I take spirits seriously because 
they're somebody's loved one yeah, and you absolutely. can make jokes about it. But at the end of the day, you know, that that's going to be meaningful to somebody to know, like, Hey, I caught your dad or whoever it was on tape, especially the one that's saying, help me. Right. Like obviously something, a spirit needs help and it sounded scared to death. And it's like, yeah, we can make crack jokes about it all we want, but you know, that could be something serious. Right. Uh, and that's, you know, that could be crucial evidence for somebody that's still here on earth that, you know, maybe that person was murdered right? and they don't know who did it or what. It could be an ongoing investigation. Right. And, have you ever gone to the, the squirrel prison? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have a... <laughs> we had a Groupon once, so we got in for cheap. One of the chicks <gasps> It was during the day, but... Worked with my wife. She kind of ran... She does her own ghost hunting thing, and she has uh, means to utilize that space. Yeah. And she kind of, like, showed us some stuff and played some audio, and it's like, you know, I think... It's a big uh, echoey building. Yeah. And if you're told up front... This is, you know, like they, they prepare you what to hear, you know, like they they can take some audio and it's like, now you're going to hear this. And so it's like, yeah, you're looking for it. Um, but it could have been anything. It, it sounds like it could have been a voice, but um, it's so faint that nothing is uh, definite. Yeah. And that's the problem with leading the witness. It's like mm-hmm. you're going to right now you're going to hear the sound of someone farting on a snare drum <laughs> and you're instantly going to be like, oh, I've totally fucking heard it. I can smell it too. Cause they kind of do, they do that on a lot of the ghost investigating shows right. too, where there's like now right here, you're going to hear a voice say, what we think is he's in the basement and right. like you listen to it. And I mean, it's like, <laughs> and it's like, okay, if I didn't know what you said, that wouldn't say, sound like he's in the right. basement. But then because I said, it, it's like, yeah, in the basement. it's like, I heard it. Right. Like, so the, f- the fucking ghost adventures, guys, those douche nozzles are the worst about it. Oh, my God. What was that? I forgot. Did you smell that? No, because you're on fucking TV. I didn't smell it. <laughs> but it'd be weird if you did. But you know what's weird? And I and I fucking I've hated those guys from the jump. Like one that they literally are hipster douchebags. And two, like I when me and Tracy first started dating, like way back in the day, they had their very first special. And I'm not one to call call somebody out on their bullshit too often unless they really push it. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to call you out on your bullshit. When you're having a ghost special and you're randomly walking around a building with a camera and the whole time it's swooping and, and flailing around and you randomly decide to take a one-minute break and hold it in, this, in one exact spot and a brick just happens to jump away on the one exact spot you decide to hold the camera light on, that's bullshit. Oh, yeah. I think we're kind of, this is giving me some ideas for a future Shorty's film comedy movie <laughs> of us as ghost adventurers or somebody. That'd be fucking sp- great. Speaking of kind of comedy, this is more of an orchestrated type of thing. Not necessarily ghosts or, you know, demons more so. So my old roommate, uh, Theo, awesome dude, um, you know, big black guy raised by like <laughs> stereotypical black Rolling women. sound. Not that. Not not that one, but no, no. I mean, he has like those those mannerisms of like you know stereotypical black women, like uh uh-uh, uh girl, no, nah. you know. So I he he let me download like some of his or rip some of his CDs and stuff, and I had it on my computer. That way, we can just like shuffle our music together and you know skip all of my stuff and just play his stuff. You know? really <laughs> really huge Kenny G fan. Hey. So there's a uh, artist named Trina, and I mean she. 
dirty rapper. She's she's pretty cool. So I used some of her music, and then I I put my own voice to it and and <laughs> ripped a whole song for it. Uh, and I was like, Theo, I want your soul or whatever. I I, I forget exactly what I said, but I was at work at this time, and and. So I like to fuck with him every now and then, and sometimes unintentionally, like he'd get scared of some things that I did or didn't do or something like that. And it's like, dude, I wasn't even there. Like, you know. So, anyways, I came home and he was sitting in his car, and I'm like, what the hell, dude? He's like, oh, I was listening to my music and uh, something says like, I want your soul, and you know, he's he's heavy Catholic, and I'm like, I. I don't know what you're talking about. This I is, eventually this is going to sound him. like one of the most racist things that's ever came out of my mouth, and I'm not even and I'm not even sad about it. Scared black people are one of the funniest fucking things oh. I've oh, ever yeah. seen 100%. in my life. Don't open the door. Being like a security guard at a haunted attraction in town, African American adult men are the most scared. Absolutely, and fucking they great. they are the best because. The, the reactions thing, are the, real. The things, <laughs> the things they say, because it's like they're scared, but they're cracking jokes Trying at the same time. Trying to be time. tough, yeah. And you see them bolt, because like one of the last rooms involves chainsaws, and it's like, you know, if they come uh, out, the person like, holding the chainsaw sees somebody dart off running, naturally they're going to run after them because that person's scared. And it's just so funny, from my vantage point at the ticket booth, I hear the, and then all of a sudden I just see some African-American guy bolting across the parking lot 100 miles per hour. Leaving their, their woman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. laughing. It's like, I was about to deck you in the face, a little dookie coming out of my booty hole. Uh-huh. We, we, were at the, we were at the Beast in Kansas City, and we got put with a group of three huge black dudes and one teeny tiny little black woman. And uh, we're, we're going through, and that haunted house is like an hour and 40 minutes if you take your time. And uh, the biggest of the black dudes, he had to be six 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 seven, and probably two fifty, just like a huge. He just said three sixes. You said that, <laughs> just a huge brick shit house. And uh, we're going through, and they're just, they know that the workers knew these guys were gonna jump at everything, so they're just fucking destroying them. And uh, this the girl was deathly afraid of clowns, so a clown popped out. And it was the funniest shit I ever heard. The smallest of the black dudes goes, safety circle. And they just started back. All their backs got around her and they all started rotating around the girl. And then a little bit went on later. And the biggest one of them all, you heard somebody screaming from the other room, get in here. And he's like, no, fuck you. It's safe right here. And his friends are trying to push him. He's like, huh, it's safe right here. I ain't going. And so we went around him. And and his friends are like, look, the little white girl's going in front of you, pussy. <laughs> it, yeah, there's. I could tell a lot of stories from the haunted house, but that's a topic for another time. <laughs> yeah, it's but, another day. Uh, this is off topic, but you had said something about like a CD before, and it made me think of something that happened on Tuesday. I was just at work and working on something. My mind randomly thinks about things, and I just started outbursting. And I'm only telling this, this story because you know him. Um, our buddy John Marshall, um, back, this has been like 2006, 2007, 2008, back before like iPods, iPhones, iTunes, stuff like that. He would burn CDs for me. I'd make a list of songs that I want and he puts like 15 to 20 songs on it and stuff. 
So I had burned him, or I had made a list of all these songs I wanted him to make. So he'd burn them, and usually he would write on the back the track, the name of the song and stuff like that. Well, this one, he didn't write any of the names of the actual songs that are on there. He started making up things, and there was like there was like 16 songs on there, and they were all names like, and this is like a literal, these are literally uh, names he came up with, but like one of the tracks was named, labeled Moose Knuckle Children, there was one called like Harry Taint and nice big nipples and stuff. And the last one on there, track like 16, was just labeled Titanic theme. <laughs> and that's just like, <laughs> I, I, to this day, like I just will randomly think about that and just bust out laughing because it's just like I'm just picturing him writing everything and then it's just like Titanic theme. <laughs> <laughs> So well, you, you handed us some stuff. I here, did. Lonnie. Yeah, we're ready to go on to the the game tonight. As you see, you each have two pieces of paper. One has a C and one has an S. Mine has an N and a squiggle. Ugh, perfect. You're probably going to lose this game then. Oh. So, uh, before we get into the game, to recap on number of wins, Justin still has one win. Yes. And you and I are tied at two. Two wins, yes. Now, we are getting Awfully close to the end of the year here. I think we only have two more episodes after this. And right. at the end of 2020, we tally up and whoever has the least amount gets punished. He's getting punished. So, Justin. What's up? You better start, better start doing it. No, I'm going to win this. You probably will because I know shit about Satanism. And All right. What and basically, oh, this is going to be an easy challenge. So, what this challenge is, is I took tenements from Christianity and tenements from Satanism. From the Bible? The whole no, fucking Bible? from Christianity and Catholicism right. and from Levian Satanism and from uh, Greaves Satanism. And I kind of changed the wording around in them, and I'm going to read them to you guys. You have to decide if it's a Satanism value or a Christianity value. That's what the C and the S are. We couldn't have just said Christianity. Well, no, because if you say them, the other person could change their mind. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. So we have to make our final decision and then hold it up yep. at the same time? Yeah. Sir. Got it. All right. All right. I was ready. And I got... Where my... It's in your hand. Is that dog outside serious? It's been barking for... Like Maybe he's barking at a goat. It does it for fucking days. He's barking at a goat's. All right, first one. Do not covet what is not yours, including other man's wife or woman's wife. Ready? Go for it. You are both correct. See, you thought this was going to be hard. We always say that, and then the next one's like... The answer was Christianity or Catholicism. It was correct. It was Christianity, Catholicism. Don't harm the young. You are both correct again. It was Satanism. Uh, How many are there total? Ten. Good job. I'm going to end in a tie. You too. The freedom of others should be respected. Justin got that one correct. It is Satanism. Oh, I, I, I'll take the loss, but I literally thought that I had the S, but I will take that loss because I held the C up. Well, no, if, if you're being honest. I, I'm 100% I honest I'll let him with have it. Yeah, I trust you. That's why you said, I'm like, what the fuck, but... What did what what question did I just ask? 
The children should be respected. Oh yeah, I already crossed it out. A uh, very deeply satanic value. I have, I have yeah. my I have my C and S upright right if you now, so I can look see into it. biblical stories. The kids get punished. You can kill them if they backtalk and stuff. You're that's supposed to take them. That's why you used to have three kids. Well, they backtalk. <laughs> All right. Next. One should strive to act with compassion and empathy towards all men. Jeremy is correct. What is that? What is that value? What's that? That's Christianity. Oh. Actually, yeah. Because it does kind of state something like, you can be a dick. Yeah. Especially Uh, if they're being a dick. Don't fucking murder people. This one's kind of hard. I'm just going to go with this one. It is thou shalt not kill. That is yeah, in the Ten says, Commandments. It also says thou shalt not did you suffer get a witch. Did you get it? Uh, I got Satanism. Oh, so you did not get it. But it also says to kill people, to go into the village and kill. So it was kind of... You're going off of tenets alone? No, I'm going off what it says in their books. Oh, well, Christianity says to kill a lot. In this game, you got it wrong. Damn the it. score is five to three. Jeremy is in the lead. All right. The freedom of others should be respected. You are both correct. It is a Satanism value. Well, like going to CCD back when I was in grade school at my church. Kind of paid off. Paid off a little bit. See, you guys thought this was going to be hard. All right. This one should be easy. If you worship anyone else, you will be destroyed. You said easy? I don't know what it is, but I think I'm wrong. You are you are incorrect. It is Christianity values. Thou shall not worship false idols. So what's the score now? It is. Four, Jeremy, five. you are at six. Justin, you are at five. And we have how many more questions? Uh, let's see. We are one, two, three, four left. That's more dun, than dun, ten. Uh, That's more than ten one, questions. Two, three, two, three, if we're at six. Four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So I've only gotten one. Yeah. Good job. She should. Jeremy. Honor the people who gave you life. You are both correct. It is a Christian value. It says so in the Ten Commandments. Which ten? The ten important ones. Well, there's 40 versions of it. The Christian ten. Well, I mean, like, there's 40 versions in the Christian ten. Edition one. Because Moses, there's two parts. Stop it! Moses comes down and breaks the tablets in his little fit and then goes back up the mountain and gets ten more. I don't think you're watching the Charlton Heston movie. That's in the Bible. Do not make images of yourself, only images of me. Justin ties it up. Oh, yeah, Justin ties it up seven to seven. It was a Christian. You feel that? It was a Christian value. Two left, gentlemen, and we are tied. No idols. All right. Question number nine. You are required to take a day off. Ah, where is it? You are both correct. Keep the Sabbath holy. Oh, shit. We're tied. 8-8. Eight, eight. No one shall work on the Sabbath. We've got one left. Probably going to choke. Number ten. Mankind is fallible. If humanity makes a mistake, they can and will be destroyed at my will. That's a tough one to end on. Mankind is fallible? Fallible. Oh. Going with my gut on this one. Justin takes the win. Boom. He has a Christian value. So we're 2-2-2. Two, two, two. All of us. We all have two points. Barely. I, I was trying to build the suspense and lose and then come back and then uh, Shut up. take it out. <laughs> but we are, said we are it, it all beating Dustin Ferguson and David Howard Thornton. They all have one point. 
true. they need to step their games up. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah. We should call them up and have them battle each other. <laughs> what do you mean? In a game. Rap battle? Yes. We should oh, do God, rap battles. No, please. <laughs> no, yeah. no Let's rap. do a rap battle. No rap battle. Bust a beat. This Bust fucking a beat. pen broke in the middle of writing. Put it here. Bucket of pins. Well, oh, fellas. Mr. Bucket. That brings us down to our main topic of the night. Which I'm going to be quiet for because I know shit about it. It is It is my archetypes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh. you can mute my mic. <laughs> okay. You can throw some info in. I think you have... You might have some. I think uh, you know more about. You're gonna it. learn some things, and things that you already know. I'm sure. Do I really want to learn about this though? Yeah. Why would you not? It's always best to know the, the. Um, I think you will learn a bunch of stuff you didn't know. Well, yeah. Everything you say I'm, is going to be stuff I didn't know because I don't know anything about Satanism. What are we doing? What is doing the, the history of Satanism? The history of Satanism. You use the word history, and I hate history because it's his story. His story. Okay, Theo. <laughs> Sorry. You got to try to keep it under 20 minutes. Uh, all right. You, you okay there? Uh, yeah, so I got to get it. Look like head. you got a twitch. It's called rhythm. Do your bitch. Do your, do your moan sound effect. Bitch. Do I have a? I do have one. Do you have? You play it like every freaking episode. What I'm sorry. About? I just, not every episode. This is the sound I make when I uh, stretch. <laughs> oh, that was. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know. I get you going. This ain't this ain't a soft episode at all. Okay, so all right. What is that? What is that? Oh my god! Oh, you bastard! <laughs> I get it. It's eleven eleven. He wrote on a piece of paper. It doesn't work no, that way. I didn't write on that. It just it rubbed up against my pen. Yes, that's what she said. Under fifteen. All right. So our main topic tonight. I'm gonna give you some history and tell you some unknown facts about Satanism. Yes, Dark Father. <laughs> Because thou shall play with my nipples. Yes, Leather Daddy. His shirt is off and he's putting on face paint. (laughs) We call him Leather Daddy Lonnie. You can just call me father. Oh, okay. All right. Is there a, like, specific... What is a hierarchy? Like, is there a a naming? Uh, There is in the COS. Um, I do not practice teachings of the COS. I am in the TST. Church of Satan. Church of Satan and the Satanic Satanic Temple Temple are the two prime... Satanic. Branches of the satanic worship, which we'll get into. Um, We're going to worship Satan. We are not going to worship Satan. That is another misconception about Satanism that we will cover. Um, quick thing. Um, the actual only religions that believe in Satan are Christianity and Catholicism. Those yep. are the only two religions that believe in that there is a Satan. No other religions do, including Satanism. Correct. Thank you. Um, By the way, our two listeners have probably tuned out at this point. <laughs> oh, why? They can learn some things. They're going to learn today. You're going to learn today. Oi? Okay. All right. So uh, the first group that, that Satanism strived from and kind of made their, their step to the mainstream was uh, the Church of Satan, which was created by Anton Salazar uh, LeVay. In 1966 in San Francisco. Well, with a name like that, of course, that's what you're going <laughs> to... Right, right, right. And that is... Because his name is Anton. Anton Salazar. Um, he basically wanted a counterculture to Christianity. But, like I said, Christians 
believe in Satan as a deity. Satanists do not. For Satanists, it's just better than being an atheist. It just gives you a focusing point rather than just saying you don't believe in anything. It gives you focus. It gives you a group mentality. So Antoine LaVey uh, created his Satanic Bible with his teachings in it. He had numerous amounts of followers that still exist today. They have a Twitter. If any of you have Twitter and you want to follow follow the Church of Satan, they— How often do they twat? 20, 30 times a day, but they're very— That's past tense of— They're very (laughs) counterculture-esque, like very non-metal. So, I mean, it's to each your own. The group I follow, which is going to get the majority of the time today, is uh, the Satanic Temple, which was actually formed in uh, 2013, which actually wasn't that long ago in retrospect, seven years ago. Like a baby Uh, religion. Right, from uh, created by uh, Lucian Greaves and Malcolm Jerry, headquartered in Salem. Was he in the middle? What do you mean, was he in? Shut up. Sorry. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Give me that. No, I'm just shaking my head. The minute he said, is he in the middle? And I almost did a palm to the forehead type thing. <laughs> the The reason I believe more in Greaves and the TST more is because for someone who grew up religious and got away from it, the TST believes more in a religious pluralism. Yeah, They believe more in the, well, if you get it, speaking like it. of Christianity— why can't we get it? They want religious rights, and they want to be treated equally. They're more based with, like, from the way I understand it, they're more humanist. Right. Yeah. Um, humanist to the fact of they have schooling. They have a teaching program. They have um, they have lots of their own, like, when when COVID started and the kids had to come home, they gave numerous amounts of things tens of thousands of dollars to teachers to teach their students and donate money to their students. They have lots of drives for homeless females to help them with their girl problems, um, menstruation and sexual health problems. Um, Since all the, uh, the, the, what are they called? Uh, Parenting, is it? That they're always the Christians. They're trying to shut down like Planned Parenthood and stuff right. like that. So they uh, help and pitch in with that because most uh, forward or, or louder Christians think Planned Parenthood is pretty much all about abortion. Which this whole abortion thing is kind of a new thing. It, it hadn't reached its peak until like early two thousands or so. Until like there was a, a few pastors who were just. Uh, making that like the, the, the primary topic to um, put their hooks in for emotional. Well, you know. Christians are all about big families. I mean, I grew up Catholic, but I had a couple friends that were Christian and their family was really into Christianity. And I mean, they're like, they had like five siblings each. So it's like, they believe in yeah, get them young too. Yeah. Well, in, in another thing that the TST did, they actually went to bat for the the right to abortion and their religious freedoms. They they got a law passed where 
at some clinics when you went in, they would make you go through, I don't know if it's like a class or a certain period of time where they would have you go and talk to a pastor or yeah. have you... They would do some like counseling. I think it was like yeah. a 20-day counseling or something. Basically, Sometimes that pushes you into like the trimester where you couldn't... Right. They basically gaslight you. Right. And so they made it that anyone of the the Satanism faith could opt out claiming their faith, which I think is absolutely amazing and, and good for them. Um, I'm very pro whatever the female thinks is best stance right. when it comes it's, to pro-life, pro-choice. It's their own think, autonomy. Yeah, I think as a man, we should not get a choice in that matter. I think there's like, very we small... chose by knocking up a female. Oh, yeah. Like that's the only choice there's we have. Very had. small situations where you should be the one who chooses, which is in the case of like if she's unconscious, uh, as like put into like a, a a vegetable state, but still viable for yeah. a pregnancy or something like that. But yeah, well, yeah. And we got in this a little bit with the game and some of the tenements uh, for the TST. And uh, I'll read a couple of the ones that that people like, like the kids. Like, don't harm children. Like, how many times have you heard that at, at a, like, a Christian or, or Catholic? Yeah. Um, another one's, one's body is invaluable, subject to the, their own will. Saying, my body is mine, don't touch it, don't, like, that should be a value. There's others that are, the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that, that should prevail over law and institute. These are pretty much... Primarily from the their their tenants. These are the these are the tenants. Can of, you can you read verbatim? Yeah. Uh, the first tenet is one should strive to act with compassion and empathy towards all creatures in accordance with the reason. I agree. The struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutes. I think so. One's body is invaluable, subject to one's own will alone. Right. You should have your right to your. The freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedoms to own uh, to offend. That's humanist. Just someone's going to be a dick. Be a dick back. D- to will fully and to unjustly encroach upon freedoms of another is to forego one's own. Right. If somebody's trying to take your rights away, you should. They should get their rights taken away. Right. Beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's belief. Be a little skeptical. People are fallible. If one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that might have been caused. Agree. And then the last one. Every tenet is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in actions and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. Yeah. So, do you agree to all that? Sure. What's it like to be a Satanist? I don't know. I'm not <laughs> one. I'm not one. No. You I, just don't want to... There was a couple I agreed with. Other ones I... What did you have an issue with? I don't um, think he's paying attention. He's, I, he's to tell you the first part of it, I was not listening to because I was thinking of something that I was going to say, and then... I, uh, but no, like one I, I really agree with is like everybody uh, is entitled to like their, their own body and make their own decisions type of things like that. I, I think that should be a given. Right. Um, but well, One thing that I really like about, I mean, I I am familiar with uh, lots of the works, especially in like the skeptical community. 
with which the um, the the satanic temple and stuff does, especially to make people question. Like, if somebody wants to, like, we're gonna put this uh, this religious uh, statue on the courthouse, you know, steps or something like that to symbolize whatever. It's like, well, you can't do that because it's against the law. And if you can do that, then, you know, the, the satanic temple puts like the statue of Baphomet and on, you know, and then if like they don't want that, then they have to take their statue down because you're, you're getting the equal rights there. Right. If you don't want the equal rights, you're, you're not asking for equal rights. You're asking for special privilege and, yeah, as far as like the Christianity and stuff like that. Well, it's it's in essence the same thing as well. If they can have a Christianity statue, what is the difference of someone asking for a a Hebrew statue? You're right. Like in essence, that's the same thing. That's what they're asking for when they're asking for religious pluralism. They're just asking for that equal chance. You're right. And they're just they're needed to be that voice for the voiceless and and Satanism. And the TST were brave enough to have that voice. Right. There's certain tenets and stuff that says, like, you know, don't question things, you know, and... and but why? Yeah. It's like, why? Uh, and that's a kind of a question in itself. Whereas other... I don't even know if I want... I mean, like, it is a religion, but it's also kind of like... It's almost like an empowerment movement. Right. It's like, it, it's more of a of authority, and it shouldn't necessarily be... Whereas the temple, you know, satanic temple and stuff, they use it more of a community and also to get the same rights or, or withdraw certain things that to not be forced on you when it comes to like medical or parenting and stuff like that. Right. Wow. Where was it going with this? But yeah, no, they, they push the question back into it. You get billboards. There's like, you're going to hell. You know, like if you're driving down to like Iowa or something like that and on like the long, roads and stuff and you get quite a bit of those biblical billboards it's like well you're kind of pushing that too but if uh uh let's just keep in the same vein if a satanist puts up a billboard it's going to be vandalized you know it's like you don't you're not even going to respect the same rights that other people have it's like just question it you know question it if it is it is it doing all that harm if you feel i mean like you're ingrained to feel like it's doing harm to your soul. I'm not really much to believe that we actually have like a soul either. I mean, there's not necessarily a, um, I think it's, I still think it's fast it's poetic. It, it's cool, right. but I don't feel like there's proof of soul. Then how do you explain Luther Vandross's voice? <laughs> <laughs> That's full of soul. <laughs> well, in, in there is like, there's a big difference between the COS and, and the TST. A lot of the values, and it's in their, their 11 rules, and it's called the acknowledgement of power through magic that the, the COS has. So they are outright talking about the use of magic, and, and theirs says, acknowledge the power of magic if you have employed it successfully to obtain your desires if you deny the power of magic after having called upon it with success you will lose all you have obtained so they're acknowledging the fact that magics exist and that is something that that tst does not do so reading into that you almost think that they're asking for that external power and that gets into the hebrew side of things and you you start and, and and this is where I kind of get into where I did where growing up Jewish and 
really studying the Quran. Yeah. So, and it kind of revolves around to King Solomon and King Solomon's use of spirits and demons to get to being the richest king of all time, um, where he was able to harness the demons and create uh, the the 72 keys, the lesser keys of Solomon, where he was able to trap said demons and get use out of said demons and build his palace. I just got to say, for being money-grubbing, stingy, you know, sort of Jewish, like, uh, they're pretty vast in their creativity creative senses absolutely you know, yeah with the kabbalah and all that quran type of you know right i like that but yeah in with whatever i say with the 72 keys of solomon they uh they go through the magics on how to summon the demon how to uh basically trap the demon how to get use out of them what what incenses what flowers what what uh sigils you need what what the 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 speech the the summoning rituals all these things you need and you can buy it in fucking paperback form on the Wish app. You can get it for free if you oh, download yeah. an app. There's huh. a fucking audiobook version of it on YouTube. Nice. And was that like thirteen hours? <laughs> it's like twenty five hours. <clears throat> but uh, like, and it was an ancient an ancient text from the early fourteenth century. Yeah, and it's it's still practiced today. I mean, I have a sigil on my body, but it's more of a remembrance. So you gonna show us? Oh, you've seen it before. Ah, oh, a lot of people have seen it. <laughs> Just subscribe to his OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Links below. For ten bucks a month. <laughs> ten bucks. I'll give you ten bucks a month to look at my body. <laughs> That's what I meant. Girl, look at that body. We're paying you to stop, <laughs> please. But yeah, and that's the difference between Antoine LaVey's teaching and Alistair Crowley. Like he was a big believer in Crowley, where right. TST is believing more in the people and more in the community aspect. And in and there's a there's an awesome documentary on on Hulu called uh, Hail Satan question mark which was about the rise of the TST and how almost like in the beginning it was made almost as a joke. Like I can't remember the guy's name. Rick Scott, I think was the, was that the like super, super religious guy running for Senate. And they basically made the TST the counter to the, no, they like Satanists are backing Rick Scott. Like they're pretty Satan, funny. Satan for Rick Scott. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. And they went and like, w- like made a like scene where they like not counter protested, but they like had a march where it was like Satanist for Rick Scott. We endorse Rick Scott just because they didn't like him because he was super super religious. I like how they they get a little edgy. I mean, so my understanding necessarily for Church of Satan Anton Lavey's is like he's all about the. I mean, like yeah, he does drive community. But he's more so about like the bells and whistles, the look of things. To Absolutely, make it, yeah. To make it look like it's something, you know, and and I, he obviously knows that like it's all like bullshit, but Absolutely, it's for yeah. the people. Yeah, know? and that and he's where the tears come in, where like the right. different colored robes, 
de- determines what tier you are, and that's yeah, yeah. different different financial also, aspects yeah, yeah. of what you pay in. For him, it's it's more it's lucrative, right? But whereas for like the the temple, the satanic temple and stuff, it's more progressive. Twenty five yeah. bucks, you get your card and you yeah. get your acknowledgement, or you don't have to pay and unless you just, you're a figure and you can just get absorbed into it, like <laughs> Marilyn Manson. But no, I like how they 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 challenge thought. Um, and, and I kind of, I've always kind of been against like, if, if you guys have attended church services and stuff, yeah, it, absolutely. instead of like one thing that I cannot stand about, uh, major religion is, is like when they, they tell you what to think and not how to think. Whereas certain forms of thought, it's like, you, you should be skeptical. You should question things, uh, especially if it's harming people like certain, um, like, why is this more important than this? Why is this, you know, if you're just going off of, like, biblical tenets, um, you know, why am I supposed to worship you for, like, what, four major tenets and, right. or commandments? But <clears throat> I I, uh, I think, you know, going back to, like, Satanists and stuff like that, it's like, you know, they'll get their gatherings and stuff and say, oh, the, the Satanists are going to be coming to this, and they're evil and they're bad, and it's like, are they you don't all? even know their, yeah. you know, their, 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 well, let's go back to tenants. You don't know their tenants, their values right. and stuff like that. Well, and it's, They're it, trying to live just like you. Right. And the thing is that it's been so ingrained in people's head that, oh, Satanists are going to sacrifice your children to Satan. They're going to, they're going to do this and this because of Satan and, right. and this and this because of Satan. And it's like, they no, don't believe in like, Satan. They don't believe in Satan. And, and the people who do, it's like, man, man, Satan turned into a snake in the Garden of Eden and he got, he got Eve to eat the apple. No. Like, the whole thing was God was keeping information from them. Like, all this that existed outside of him, he was keeping from them. The The snake was just like, hey, I'm just letting you know that this whole vast world out there, all you have to do is eat this apple. I'm not forcing you to, but there's a whole vast world out there that you don't know about. Some people say, like, if you're keeping information that's pretty much similar to lying. Basically. Well, and the other thing too, when when uh, Jesus was fasting in the desert, and he was tempted by water, he wasn't tempting him. He was like, "Dude, you're fucking dying. Just have some water. This is gonna do nothing. Like you're gonna die anyway. We all know you're gonna die." Je- Jesus, my, my man, Jesus, just, just drink, just drink, have a cup. Yeah, interesting, interesting. I think I've learned a, a thing or two, just one, maybe, maybe not two. Cool, Jeremy. Anything you want to say? Thoughts. No concerns. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm not one to discuss like religious things. So I just sat back and listened. Uh-huh. What about anti-religious things? Same. <laughs> I don't I don't like to discuss things like that. So, do you find it like interesting at all? No, not so much. No. I've always find it no. interesting. Like I like the the biblical stories and you know I guess Satanism. As far as I know, they don't have stories. No. I mean, no stories, no future. The the closest thing Satanists get to uh, a religious story is during black masses. Right. Yeah, that I'm not too too big on as as my knowledge base. I guess I just know that there there's their annual black mass. Yeah. Is it annual or is it by or <sighs> the last one I knew about it took place in like 2013 or 14. That's the last one I knew of. So you're saying that they're um, they're only abiding by COVID special regulations. And, there was know. a pink mass. The pink mass was oh, yeah. awesome. Isn't and that? The, the head of the uh, 
oh fuck, what was it? The church, the the one that everybody hates, uh, the oh, Westboro Baptist, Baptist Church. Yeah, when their when one of their leaders died, they had a pink mass where they took a whole bunch of uh, the homosexual members of the TST and they went down and just had like a giant. Don't orgy. they do like their their. Well, I guess a Westboro or whatever. They can convert them after death, kind of like Mormons and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, totally. So it's like, oh, so now they're Mormons or now they're Westboro, you know. Yeah, so they so a bunch of the homosexual members of the, the TST went and had sex on their grave. They had a big giant orgy trying to make him gay. And it worked. And it worked, yeah. He's a gay ghost now. He's he's gay. Yeah. Uh comes I, back at eleven well, eleven. We were on tour. The band I was in was on tour and uh we uh they were protesting something. So we stole the Bible from our uh, hotel we were staying at, and we threw it at him. And then we threw a half-used jar of mayonnaise. I don't know why it was. Oh, that's a worse our van. <laughs> Yeah, four four dumb kids in a van. Well, look, <laughs> I'm just watching weird. your pecker moving back and forth. His bill, his bill pecker, his hat. Uh, he's just like oh. <laughs> it's like a tennis match. Well, let's uh, let's wrap well, this bitch up. What's on for next week? Who's who's the who's? I'm running? the. I haven't got a host one yeah. for a long time. Well, you're running this ship next week. What can we look forward to? Well, uh, you kind of with this whole twist you did kind of ruined one of my ones that we're doing next week, but we're still going to do it. Uh, I need some information from you guys before we go. So one of the topics we were supposed to talk about is toys that from our past that we liked and ones we always wanted. So I wanted you guys to tell me. Your top toy that you always wanted but never got. Ooh. You want us to do that live? I think I might have to stink about that okay, one. Think about it because I want to see. I want it to be something that you really have always wanted. I want like your top top three toys that you always wanted but you never had. And we're going to see how well you know them. Might have been a game system or something. I don't know. Toys. We'll I'm not see. talking yeah. like no no like electronic. Electronics don't count as toys for me. I'm talking like a game or a toy. And we're going to see how well you know it. And I need your top three that you always wanted. Right. And other than that, it's going to be a fun uh, gonna, episode. And We're going to make a Santa wish there's list There's not going to yeah. be any religious talk on the next episode. So those oh, that, we can make that happen. tuned out. I can't believe you guys thought there wasn't going to be a twist. Like, how long have you known me? I, I don't know. I've I, known you less. I still think that it would have been fun with all the stuff that we had here. We're not losing it. That's going to be my next episode. I've known you Regardless if it was that, this podcasts. or... The the super soft episode. I was gonna do the other one my next episode. So, so keep you your notes, twist boys. It. Twist, twist. I literally had both of those. Pop it. <laughs> twist it. Yeah. Anyways, well, uh, we will be back on December seventh for episode fourteenth, led by Jeremy. It seems so far away. I know yeah. this this one came up fast. For Just me. the number December seventh doesn't exist. Episode so far away. fourteen. And Boom! Wow! Yeah, fourteen so, team. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Be safe. Make smart decisions, <laughs> or bad ones. It's okay. We love you all. Thank you for tuning in to the Boundless Pod Trap. Don't hate us and defund us because I talked about spooky stuff. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Join us next time for more absurdity that only the guys from the Boundless Pod Trap can bring you. Cheers.